but also we're worried about trauma and recovery, especially of children. And you've heard some of this from one of last year's ABC Top 5 scientists, Alex Woolard in Perth. Now she works with one of our legendary doctors, Professor Fiona Wood of Spray On Skin fame, about whom a biography has just been published. So Alex, what did you think of the book? It's a really nice insight into Fiona the person. I work with Fiona on various research projects and I already know she's a powerhouse. I already know that her presence is inescapable. But reading that side, knowing where she came from, knowing that she faced criticism and struggle and she's still where she is today, that's pretty remarkable. It's quite incredible, actually, a coal miner's family. I was quite surprised to learn that she didn't have a final year in her school, because it was a comprehensive school, to do something that would qualify her for university. And by some wonderful piece of luck, she managed to get a discount at a private school, which meant she could finish and then do her A-levels and apply to university. It's such a story. And look where she is today. Indeed. How do you work with her? Now, you're an expert on trauma and treatment. So if you're a patient who's being burned seriously by all sorts of possibilities, you know, the bomb in Bali, the house fires, war, who knows, you're in a terrible state. Is that what you call trauma? Definitely. What I work on is treatment for all different types of trauma. And one of those is medical trauma. And I think this is a term that not many people have heard before. And certainly even some clinicians that work with patients haven't heard this term before. Fiona had and was well aware of it because a burn can be an incredibly distressing event. Not only the accident itself, but I don't think people are aware that it's actually a very difficult healing process. It's quite painful. There are a lot of additional surgeries or or treatments that are really painful. Now, if you think about a child who sometimes can't comprehend what is going on, most children who experience a burn are actually toddlers. They can't formulate language around what's happening. They don't quite understand. And you're taking them into a hospital and subjecting them to pain over and over again. That's incredibly distressing. Trauma is an incredibly distressing event that leads to a range of symptoms like avoidance or, you know, flashbacks, intrusion, those sorts of things. So yes, this is most definitely a trauma and we're really good at at treating the medical aspect of a burn. So as Fiona has said, she has formulated this amazing technology that allows patients to leave a hospital with very minimal scarring. They look fantastic. You can barely tell that anything has happened. But unfortunately, she can cure the body, but we haven't quite been able to cure the mind yet. So that's where I am trying to step in here and kind of help these kids bounce back after they experience this traumatic event. Does the trauma itself hinder the recovery? It certainly does. Now, of course, the research is still being formulated around this, but there's actually this anecdote in the book that Fiona talks about, and I've heard her talk about this in person as well. One of those cases that really gets to her, you can see the emotion behind her words. It was this boy who was burned as a four-year-old, his name is Michael, and he came in to see Fiona. It was a, quite a severe burn and she treated him and he left the hospital in a pretty good state. 
Now, unfortunately, what happens when you experience a traumatic event, when you experience a burn, within your body, you set off this cascade of inflammation, which leads to a whole heap of negative outcomes for the person. One of which is you impede healing. So there are studies showing that increased inflammation leads to a longer recovery time, but then it can also lead to other medical issues. And so this boy, Michael, unfortunately, came back into the hospital about five years later because he had liver cancer. So young. So young. And to experience this traumatic burn and then five years later to pass away from liver cancer, it's, it's a really sad case. It is. And I can tell that you know, this kind of sparked Fiona's thinking around, okay, what's going on here? Why are we treating the burns and, and these, these kids are leaving the hospital and they're in a really great state and then they wobble later on in terms of... Is that the health. picture of him in front of us from the Good Weekend magazine? It is. Yeah, it it's is. in the book as well, I think. Yes, he is in the book as well. It is a case that she talks about a lot and it is a case that has pushed her towards more research, not only in the recovery medically for her Burns patients, but also in other areas of psychosocial well-being. That's what we're doing now is is coming up with new treatments to help kids in terms of their well-being, their resilience, their mental health. We could talk for hours about the ways <laughs> in which you do it, but what are the essentials really? Well, the crux of it, and this is what we've formulated from two aspects. One aspect is talking to patients that have come through the hospitals here and asking what they need and talking to clinicians and seeing what they think, but then also reviewing the literature. And so there are some key aspects that are really fundamental to recovery from trauma, but specifically for medical trauma and burns. So it kind of centres around aspects of cognitive behavioural therapy, being able to retrain your thoughts and being able to manage big emotions, but also working on coping skills. So we find that after a trauma, sometimes the coping skills that kids employ, or even adults, they're not helpful. We also work on formulating a cohesive narrative because we know that sometimes trauma can impact the language areas of the brain. And so we find that people can't tell their story and that really impedes healing. And one big aspect that we work on is being able to take a child out of fight or flight. So I'm sure you've heard of this before, the fight or flight. Fight or flight, either you face up and you fight it back or you run like crazy. That's exactly right. Now, do you know why we do this? Do you know why we go into those modes? Tell me. So what happens is we have this part of our brain. Now, I call it the lizard brain because it's that core part of the brain that most animals have. Now, this part is called the limbic system, and that's our automatic processes, breathing, going to the toilet, those sorts of things. When we experience a trauma, we are only using that part of our brain. The other parts of our brain go offline. And so we have a few options dependent on a lot of things, a lot of variables, but most people will go into either fight or flight or freeze. Now, if we're in that state and you're a child, you can't learn, you can't talk, you can't express yourself. It's not ideal for healing. And when you've experienced a trauma, you go into that mode, you use that part of your brain more often and in situations that are not appropriate. So think of a classroom. This is because that part of our brain is triggered more easily because we have experienced a trauma. So we're teaching kids how to get out of that state and 
this is through, you know, meditation, mindfulness, being aware of your surroundings, grounding, all those sorts of things. And then we can teach them how to use other parts of their brain like the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex that are, you know, involved in thinking and, and problem solving and talking and all of our, our language and memory and emotion. It's interesting, isn't it? A lot of people are working on, my partner actually, is, who is in Catalyst, Dr. Jonica Newby, is working on something she calls disaster brain. Mm. With just so many disasters, need I say, you know, the floods up north mm -hmm. at the moment in the Kimberley and fires that we've had, they do the same sort of thing somehow to the brain when you're not necessarily injured, but you're just unable to speak and you're just traumatised. That's exactly right. So, I'm sure you've heard of shell shock syndrome, right? So this is the precursor that what we used to call post-traumatic stress disorder. One big aspect, one cluster of symptoms is around avoidance. And this might be avoidance of, you know, a situation or an environment, but often it's actually avoidance of talking about the situation, talking about the event. So this aspect is actually common across many different types of trauma. So like you said, disasters, child maltreatment, abuse and neglect, even some refugees that make their way over here to Australia, they can't talk about their story just yet. And soldiers, when they come back, they're asked, how did you go? And they don't want to talk about it. They shut down. You watch them and they shut down. And this is because they are currently in that fight or flight mode. They can't talk about it yet. So this is a really good part of the therapeutic treatment for people who've experienced trauma is being able to slowly, gradually... Expose yourself to telling your story. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Dr. Alex Woolard is a research fellow at the Telethon Institute in Perth. And the book she mentioned about former Australian of the Year, Professor Fiona Wood, is called Under Her Skin. And it's written by Sue Williams. <laughs> 